Love Talk Radio. Eat the deal. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What up, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I know who I am, man. I'm the boy Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother. Got B. Austin in the building. Jimmy the Blueprint will be with us shortly. The NBA Conference Finals are almost here, but since we're not quite there yet, we're going to discuss what's going on in the semis right now because it's getting a little... Touch and go for a few teams out there, so sit back, relax, bust it up again with your guys in the war room, which is the greatest man man cave in the history of Earth. You can get in on the conversation yourself if you want. All you got to do is sign in right now to the Body Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, wherever. We're everywhere. Um, But you can do that at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? What's going on with you this week? Man, look, I got a, I got a high school graduate almost on my hand. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I got a <laughs> – I don't, I don't – college she, – Freshman year of college coming up. I got a, I got a, I got a professional athlete. Got all types of ish going on over here. It's getting real in the field. <laughs> it's getting real in the field. Yo, fam, what's up with this? You heard anything about this? Uh, this Rico case, this YSL Rico case. Y'all know me. I, yeah. I don't know none of these. Um, Gunners and young thugs and all that. All I know about young thug is he wear dresses and, and lipstick and stuff. And, um, and carries the purse. Carries the purse. Apparently, they've been watching yeah. them for some years now and linking yeah. their crew to like fifty murders. Um, a lot of people yeah. this week been asking, like, yo, if they've been watching them that long, watching them later murder game on game down on fifty people, what took them so long to to to, to do something? I'm like, well, you know, when you're murdering really? people that they don't give a shit about, <laughs> then they're going to let that go on. Right. When they start murdering people that, that, that anybody cares about, a.k.a. non-black people, then they would have jumped in and put a stop to that real quick. But they're going to see how far they're going to take it, you know, as long as they're murdering their own. But what's up with this whole, you know, this whole Rico thing? Oh, he's uh, allegedly... And I didn't realize this, but Atlanta is a heavy, uh, a heavy enclave the, uh, of the blood, the blood gang. And uh, Young Thug is a dress wearing, purse carrying, lipstick having, period getting male blood. 
and uh, he has a couple of dudes doing his uh, doing his bit. Uh, uh, according to what I know and what I read, no, but uh, apparently things don't change. And, well, um, think about yeah. it though. If there was a blood set that was going to allow that, it probably would be in Atlanta. No shade. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> No shade. Oh, no, just, I'm just making an observation. I'm just making. I'm just. I'm just calling it how I see it. Um, yeah, yeah. And apparently, he was. Uh, he was caught on tape, uh, giving orders to off Tunchi, little Tunchi, a couple other people. Like you know, I see. So here's the Tunchy, thing. Like, this, this generation feels the need that they must get attention for everything. So even when they put the murder game down, they put it on the internet. Like they, they and and this this is the thing, B. I thought our generation was stupid when rappers would, you know, go on and their lyrics be about all the judges. So, I mean, most of that stuff you find out later on is, is cat. And that's probably why they were comfortable doing that. Most of the drug lords from 90s rap was probably corner boys at best. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't as serious as they was making it out. But still, at some point, at, at some level, you're telling on yourself. But now, it, today, with social media, yo, the snitching on oneself is ridiculous. It's ridiculous how you feel the need to... Yo, pull the camera out. Let's record this. Let's go live and sit here with the guns and talk trash and tell them what we're about to do and what we just did. I don't get it, though. I'm breaking, I'm breaking into their house, and I'm on live. I think I'm going to share right. my location. My man is behind me with the camera while I jimmy the lock. Like, what are we doing here, man? <laughs> I, 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 I will never get it. Like, you just gave people tools to tell them themselves. Because, you know, we always have this argument with Jimmy. And maybe he's right. Maybe people's always been this stupid. But we've just found a way. We've handed them the tools to put their stupid on blast. I I, I lean towards that not being the the, the case. I think with more technology, the smarter people get. I think the stupider people get. But maybe just, you know, giving the brother... You know, just playing devil's advocate. No, nah, I can actually, Maybe I can, I can actually logic. I just didn't have the means. I can actually to be logically able. explain. I can actually logically explain why he's wrong, and you'll get it in terms of a cop from a common sense perspective. The more you have to endure and go through, the stronger the human being becomes. Our entire society is based on making things easier. So if you don't have to endure any resistance, how are you improving or growing as a human being? True. <laughs> Which is why my son is softer than baby cotton. <laughs> Man. Hey, he is the only one. Softer than baby shit. But, um, yeah, I mean, that definitely has a, a lot to do with it, at, at least the soft aspect of it. But the stupidity... <laughs> I don't know, and maybe maybe you're right because this is the work smarter, not harder generation. So working smarter is, hey, if you got robots in your crib that'll tell you the answer, get the answer. I don't have to learn nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's smarter to be dumb these days. 
but then it bites you in the butt with stuff like this. You hand people the tools, um, and I guess the, these these guys are making way more money than the, their counterparts from earlier times um, in the rap game and whatever else they're doing. So it's like the 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 need to stunt is always there. So he's giving you the tools. We're giving you the ultimate stunt tools. But the fallback on the the drawback on the ultimate stunt tools is the ultimate self snitch tool at the same time. And stunting and attention is is way more important than staying out of trouble, obviously. Um, but then you find yourself in these situations. He's alone. Not that he's alone in uh in this. There's a whole subgenre. I don't even want to call it hip hop, but there's a whole subgenre of whatever it is. Uh, rap that music was birthed in Chicago. Rap music. Its Drill. entire basis is snitching on oneself. Like you're telling what you did on what specific location, what specific date, and the name of the victim who is your quote unquote. Uh, like that's the basis of drill music. It's snitching on yourself, dry snitching. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, dude. <laughs> it's real weird. Yeah, All right, man. man. <laughs> so before we get started, man, we just got to remind y'all that whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Those archives can be found at warroomsports.com. Um, they can also be found on uh, all the major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode because you can always go back and hear what you missed. So shout out to all our brothers and sisters on our network, uh, the Tissue and the Tape with Phil Maddock, 365, and Davis Backwards. Shout out to those brothers, the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, superstars with, with Big E, H, Soup, Dante. Shout out to them. Uh, John Appetit with the Burtons on the couch with the Wilsons after further review with the mayor whole lot more, man. Make sure you check out everything on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. So let's get into these hot topics. Hot topics, of course, brought to you by MyBookie. War Room family, it's time for you to start making some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, then it's time to stop wasting time and place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. You don't get hassled. They even have in-game live bettings. You can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. That'll activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get your bread. That's all there is to it. All right, so look, man, NFL news. It's getting crazy out in these streets, man. Fox Sports and Tom Brady have agreed to a deal for him to broadcast on Fox. I guess he's going to jump right out of playing probably after this upcoming season. He's going to jump right out of playing into the booth and be on the A squad of uh, Fox Sports NFL coverage. He won't even know if he can broadcast. He's going to make – this is a 10-year, $375 million broadcast deal. B, this – deal is already heftier than all the money he's made in NFL contracts altogether in his 22 years of playing. And Tom Brady has always been one of the higher paid players in the NFL. You know, forget all of that. Tom Brady takes a pay cut crap because Tom Brady 
with the whole pay for the people who believed in that stuff. Though Tom was a stand-up guy for taking less money, the less money thing with Tom Brady was always in football. When you backload a deal, most of the time these players will never ever see the light of day in the last couple years of that contract, which is which means where it's hefty in the back. They're never going to see that. So if such and such signs a a six-year, $180 million contract, a lot of that is just lip service. They're never going to see $180 million. Tom Brady was in a different boat. So knowing, you know, in the middle of his career, he was already in GOAT conversations. So there was never going to be a time when Tom Brady got a deal that he wasn't going to see till the end. So even if you backload a deal, take less money up front so the team could pay other people, Tom Brady was always going to see the end of his deal. So he was always going to see all of that money. So that Tom Brady taking a pay cut thing was all bogus, you know, when you count the entire deals. B, he's never – Tom Brady may be, in the football terminology, may be a football genius as far as playing the game, as far as quarterbacking the game. I've personally never heard Tom Brady say anything interesting out of his mouth where I would say, yo, he's going to be a hell of a broadcaster when this is all said and done. Maybe a hell of a coach, yo, yo. but never a hell of a broadcaster. You're promising nah, this yo, kind yo, of money to this. a broadcaster who has never done it before. And, yo, mm-hmm. newsflash, when have you, myself, or anybody out here, and if you have, you're the – epitome of a casual fan when has anybody tuned in to hear the broadcaster <laughs> well 375 now, million dollars to somebody who's never done it people people do tune in to hear chuck shack kenny they're and studio analysts they're not yeah, calling yeah. games tom brady yeah, if you throw tom good. brady in the mix with Strahan and, 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 and Bradshaw and, and the coach and all of them cats. Okay, I, I, I can see that. I still don't see $375 million. But he's calling games. He's going to be more along the lines of Romo. And even the praise that we all gave Romo his first year doing it, you don't look at this as something that could be this lucrative. No. Like, and even like, as, as I I've think Romo. has messed the game up for me before. But I've never said to somebody, yo, I'm the, yo, I wouldn't have watched the rest of that game, or I wouldn't have tuned into that game if such and such wasn't broadcasting. Like, huh? <laughs> what are we doing, man? Yo, Romo, shout out to you. I think you have a lot of talent. Your, your shtick has gotten on my nerves, but I do think yeah, you can reinvent quick. yourself. <laughs> he got old quick. He, 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 I, think he, I do think he's talented. All right, that's enough of that bullshit. <laughs> that's enough of that. Get, get out of here. But – I think he's talented. Right. That talent ain't worth $37.5 million. But this is Koloff culture. This all ties back. Is it? This all ties back to a Richard riding and a Richard in your mouth. Because what they realize is we'll give Tom 37 and a half because the advertisers will come back to TV for a little bump because Tom is involved and we can charge higher rates on the advertising because Brady's there. 
That's all it is. But is people are people really tuning in because Tom Brady's gonna call the game? I can see the first game. Maybe the maybe the the ratings for the first game might be a little over, you know, what they're gonna be for the rest of the season because people want to see if he can do this because of this contract. Not just because it's Tom Brady. All right, he got this contract. Let's see if he's good. Because I think on the low, a lot of people are gonna hope he's terrible. Yo, I'm I'm like Tom. Take the money. Get your money. Like, don't turn this down. I don't care if you have no training and no plan to get any. Don't turn this down. But I kind of root for him to be garbage. And it's not a knock on him. It's a knock on Fox because I want you to get every penny of this deal. But I want you to stink just to let them know that it's, it's nothing but cold off culture. Like, yo, he's broadcasting the game. It's going to be highly high-rated games because he's going to be on the A-team. So he's going to be doing – you know, Fox Game of the Week. Um, he's going to do a lot of those. But, like, truthfully, dog, besides, I guess some Brady Koloffs might, some ex-Patriots fans might, notice I call them ex-Patriots fans. I promise you. They might tune I in. I promise you. To hear his voice. I promise you. Whisper to them in the shout out to I don't shout know. Out to, shout out to our little autistic homie, Fred. Our brother, we love, we love you. Be sitting on the couch with no clothes on, with something in his hand in his house. <laughs> Talk to me, Thomas. Talk to me. <laughs> Whisper in my ear, Thomas. Tell me about the. Tell me about the the four three defense, Thomas. Yo. Tell them, tell them how they ran the bang eight, and then you can run the bang eight on me. This is weird. Bang. This is weird. But on on there's two sides of this to me. Like I said, I hope he gets every penny of this. And on the other end, I hope he stinks. <laughs> Just for Fox Sports. Not for Brady. Brady's legacy is set. If he stinks at broadcasting, he stinks. But he's going to stink for 10 years. And like, it's like Michael Jordan stinking as all. I'll do a job badly for $375 million. I go in there. I won't even study the players. I'll be in there calling people by their numbers. Yeah, number 34, that was a good run by number 34. I, I wouldn't know Jack. Just to prove a point. And he can do that. He's like He's like the Kanye of 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 NFL culture. So he can just go in there and play. He can go in there and say scoopity poop and get his three hundred and seventy five just to see how far he can take this cold off culture with the networks and the fans. So if I'm Tom, I would be on the broadcast they, and say scoopity poop like fourteen times. They they are literally monetizing attention. You're monetizing attention. People are going to give it attention. They're going to lend credence to it, false credence, because it's Tom. They tested, listen, they tested this out with Romo. It was a Romo, a a Tony Homo test. It proved to work for a year, maybe two. There are middle-aged white people and older that are going to tune in because of Tom. We live yeah. in an idiot, uh, idiot society, dude. It's crazy, man. What happened? It's crazy. I mean, because for me, the real test is not that, though, because Tony was a part of the A-team on CBS. The real test is putting Tony or Tom on a Lions versus Jaguars game and see if the, the ratings go up. Because I don't care what you say. If the game is not a, a game that anybody wants to see anyway, it's not going to matter who the hell is calling it. And shout out to Neil in the chat room. She was like, yeah, it's not wrestling. And I understand that 100%. Because 
because a wrestling announcer has to be on point because there's a lot of stuff in that industry where you have to embellish what's going on right now and you got to be hyped like you got to be on your Gus Johnson type stuff to call wrestling you know what I'm saying so shout out to Gus I, I never thought of that until just now Gus Johnson should get a contract with WWE he might be the greatest to ever do it but um yeah like we like to hear Gus doing NBA games but nobody's tuning into the game because we heard Gus was going to be on the on the broadcast. I know I've never done that. I love, and I know Jimmy does too. He gives him props all the time. Love to hear Hubie Brown talk. Listening to love Hubie, you. like listening to you, it's like sitting on the floor at your grandpa's feet and letting him tell you stories about the olden days. But I've never in my life said, oh, man, 8 p.m., uh, Hubie's on. What? Come on, man. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> I, we're we, we're a little bit different when it comes to that particular sport. I, I've tuned in to listen to Hubie though. Right. Uh, you you you'd watch I'll a game it. that you had no interest in just to hear Hubie. I'm I'm not doing it. I mess with Hubie. Not not a whole not a I whole. I mean, game. in that sport is really, and you know me, I watch all NBA games, the games that nobody's interested in. So that's crazy for me to say, but at the same time, I, yeah, <laughs> Hubie's on it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm watching this, and Hubie on. That's what's up. But I'm not. Stopping my you day. Teach, I got to watch Hubie tonight. Me. I got to get to you the couch by 8 o'clock. Well, Hubie's forgotten more about basketball than a lot of people will ever know. So shout out to him. Yeah. Even him. Like I said, Hubie I am not rushing home. Coaching. I'm not rushing home to to get to the couch because Hubie about to be on. <laughs> All right. So uh, shout out to Tom Brady, man. Go get every penny of your bread. I don't care if you stink and then they try to find a way to renege. Go get every penny of your bread. All, All right, so um get your bread. All of it. Uh rest in peace shout out, man. The NBA, well, basketball Hall of Famer, former NBA All-Star, NBA legend Bob Lanier dies at age 73. Um shout out to 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 Bob and Condolences to his family, which I know he was the Hall of Fame center for the Detroit Pistons and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, He played 14 seasons in the NBA, averaged 20 points, 10 rebounds for his career. He was the number one overall pick in 1970 after he led St. Bonaventure to the Final Four. Um, Yeah, he's he's basically known. You don't hear it because when people talk – they only talk about, you know, the surface guys. Nobody liked to dig deep into basketball. But Bob Lanier was one of the most talented centers in NBA history, um, well, without a this, doubt. Uh, but you just don't hear those kind listen, of, man, you know, names. You, you're said. doing your good. You're doing your good media thing. But our listeners, the people who tuned in for this particular segment, to go ahead and hear us tell y'all, Bob Lanier was better than Bill Russell. That's what they wanted. <laughs> And that's fact. And that's fact. That's fact. Bob wasn't better than Bill. Yeah, that's Bob wasn't better you, than Bill. Between you and Billy, man. Between you and Billy. Yo, Billy Bill, Bob. yo, Bill Russell not that <laughs> much. Listen, Bill Russell not that much better than Walt, man. I'm just keeping it down. And similar games. <laughs> similar games. Yo, a lot of defense. High IQ. A lot of rebounding, not much jump shooting. A lot of winning. You know, a lot of winning. Not not a lot of dribbling. Bob Lanier, in all seriousness, Bob Lanier was better than Bill. 
Yeah, I'm gonna let the audience deal with you it. on I'm that. Just I'm just keep it a hundred, man. I'm gonna just mind my business on that one. All right, so Bob rest Lanier put up big numbers <laughs> to the great Bob Lanier. Um, our stat of the week, man. Our stat of the week basically revolves around the MVP voting results. Uh, congratulations to Nik- Nikola Jokic, the Joker, for his back-to-back MVP. The voting results, total points. Well, let's go first First place votes. Uh, Jokic, 65. Embiid, 26. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 9. Second place votes, 27 for the Joker, 39 for Joel Embiid, 32 for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, total points, 875 for Nikola Jokic, 706. For Joel Embiid, so they were basically saying this is one of the closer MVP races over, you know, the last decade or, or, or two, but Jokic gets his back-to-back MVP, much to the chagrin of everybody in Philadelphia, um, and, you know, a lot of black people, and, you know, some NBA fans that don't fall into any of those categories, but um, <laughs> what's your thoughts on the, the margin of victory. I mean, it sounds crazy, 875 to 706, but that's actually not that great of a margin. Probably the biggest margin no. is the first-place first votes. 65 out of 100 people voted for Jokic um, to win it first place. And, you know, as much as we talk and we make it a Philly and a black-white thing, there's a lot of black people who voted for dude. Jalen Rose, um, David Aldridge, cats like that voted for the Joker to win. Um, what's your thoughts on this? I know we've been talking about it over the past few weeks because we pretty much already knew what it was going to be, but the official results finally came out. Um, I have bias. You know, my bias is obviously uh, hometown. Um, I wanted to see uh, Joel Embiid win it before 48 hours ago. And then things change, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, I know why. Um, but I, I, I love the Joker story. Always root for guys that don't have no muscles and can't jump over a penny, but they're and just drafted in, the, and like, drafted in the second round. A lot of your homies fall into that same category. Yeah. Like, like for me, when it comes to hoop, when it comes to hoop, like you got Mike. Right, so you got Mike, you got Kobe, you got you got AI, you know what I mean, and you got a couple of guys in there, Steph, uh, Hakeem, you know, you got guys that I like and appreciate their game where they're superstars, they're great athletes or whatever. But you know me, I I like I like hoopers. Like I don't care what your forty time is. Right. You can have a doo doo body. In fact, I want you to have a doo doo body. Have a doo doo body and give out that work. And laugh at cats like Dwight Howard with a lot of muscles. Like I, I'm, so I'm a I'm a Joker guy. Like I like Joker. I like Giannis Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like that's my guy. So I was happy with the finalists, the three guys. I was happy with them. I thought they all. I thought they all had a a a valid case to lay claim to that award. Right. Having seen the playoffs, which have nothing to do with the MVP, 
but we somehow us in the media, we still make it about that. I actually think that the Greek freak African should have won it again. That that's that's and, what and I, I, I the think thing he, is like as compelling as a case he had, I think it's kind of like Greek fatigue. I think they'll go back to him, but they're like, all right, he got two. Let's let's do something else for a few years. And if he's still playing at that level, we'll go back to him. I think it was the same with LeBron. I think it was the same with Jordan. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 it happens that way sometimes. And Joker, I, I agree with Joker, you. Joker is proof that although a high level of skill can take you very, 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 very far, at some point, there does still need to be a marriage of some level of athleticism to carry carry a team. I feel like he can get his, but he's not quite threatening enough to carry that team the I way mean, he, that I he, would. But truthfully, though, he has carried that team. Don't forget, mm-hmm. two, two years ago, they were in the Western Conference Finals. Like, like yeah. it seems like everybody yeah. quickly forgets that because he didn't start winning MVPs until after that. So the way people yeah. are knocking him down for going out in the first round after winning two MVPs, they're forgetting that he probably only got into the MVP mix anyway is because he was in the Western Conference Finals the year before. They probably didn't feel comfortable back then. He was putting up the same kind of numbers. He had the same kind of advanced yeah, analytics, but they probably didn't feel comfortable putting him in that conversation until he had some semblance of success. Then he did, and now yeah. they feel comfortable. All right, let's do this. And now people that forgot about that are knocking him for going out in the first round as if, you know, both times he wasn't still <laughs> dominating. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I if I had a vote, which I don't, of course, I would have voted for Joel Embiid this year. Um, I think I'm objective in that, but full disclosure to anybody who's listening and don't know, I am a Philadelphia 76ers fan. So maybe I'm just more in tune with his story and, 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 and what's, what's going on with him this season far greater than a lot of the voters who just knew, ah, Ben Simmons is out. Joel was playing great. I'll give him a second place vote. I, I would yeah, vote for Joel, but in no way was I willing to get into the because people have really been dissing Joker over the past few weeks, you know, for Embiid. You know, at the you know, yeah. you got to praise Embiid at the expense of Joker. When for me, I think all three candidates were deserving, and it really didn't matter. I mean, I, I wanted Joel to win. I'm disappointed that he didn't win. I just wasn't willing to slander any of the other candidates, you know, because of that. But um, I feel I was, like if you were MVP, him. I feel like if you were MVP, you should be, you should, you know, you should get slandered for losing in the first round. I don't care if you're playing with four college players. <laughs> um, if you, if you, if you at that level, if you at that level, if you were Steph, LeBron, um, two-time MVP, like, and you go out in the first round, you should get cooked. You know what I'm saying? Even if you overmatched. Even Stevie Nash didn't go out in the first round. If you you cook him all you want, but it's not going to take away from what he did in the regular season, which the the MVP is built for, the regular season, which is another reason why I think they're making all of these new awards now, because now you got – 
Now they got an Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals MVP to go along with the Finals MVP. So they're trying to award people for getting farther in the playoffs and giving them their, you know, the people that go farther, they're just due. But, Jim, I don't know if you were listening before that. I was thinking, like, because, you know, he's getting cooked because they lost in the, the first round of two seasons that he won the MVP. But I think the fact that they went to the Western Conference Finals the year before he won his first MVP is why people started to feel comfortable with putting him well, in the no, conversation I, I of MVP in the first that. place. No, yeah, I, I, I think heard, that's why they felt comfortable. Like, all right, Denver, I, we but can't. Like, get, this dude you, is good, I mean, but we can't put him in the conversation until Denver does something. And then now right, so, the so here's my thing, right? Not even here's my thing. Every once year. you win an MVP, though, once you win an MVP, you got to get held to a different standard. Like, like um, Donovan Mitchell going out in the first round every year, nobody's going to really care about that. But once you win an MVP and you put your name amongst, like, those dudes, it ain't but so many I, I, I get that. history. That's why that's I guarantee you, he could have a better season next year than both of his MVP seasons, and they're not going to give him the MVP again. I guarantee. Well, he may you. not get one ever again. Like, yeah, I guarantee. It's you. funny because I said it. I, I, I said it. And I think he's but more of a deserving MVP than Steve Nash. But Steve Nash's teams. But didn't I, you go know what? I, you know what? We said that we we were joking about that, but I've actually heard people on TV, like the pundits, some people that got votes, make the comparison. I'm like, but you voted for him. Like what are we what are we doing here? So you know, um, and I just want to add I just want to add this for the first story that I, I missed the first story that um, Tom Brady um, once again is pooping on Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. That's all I want to say. <laughs> always, always they get their little. He like yeah they got their they got their little because Drew Brees is actually a broadcaster. He's a bro. He calls yeah, games. So, so Tom Manning, Brady got Manning, his. I mean, yeah, uh, Manning, got, Manning got his little show during Monday Night Football. They gave Manning, Tom Brady they gave come Manning along a like show. little guys. <laughs> yeah, they gave Manny. They gave Manny the YouTube show. Put it on. They didn't put it on the main network. <laughs> and then they gave you man three hundred seventy-five million dollars, Jim. And I've never, real talk. I've never heard Tom Brady say anything interesting in my life. I've never Ever. heard Tom Brady. Ah, yeah, we Yo, flexing on Manny. Like, I, I thought, I thought the conversation between him and um. Charles Woodson when they were talking about the Tuck Rule, that little uh, thirty for thirty. It was cool to see mm-hmm. old friends talk, but I thought Charles Woodson carried that. He carried the entertaining mm-hmm. part of that. Hey, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, this is Chuck Woodson. Yo, yo my man, my man, paid man, got a Twitch show. Like, yo, Tom Brady. And I'm not even is, exaggerating. It really, it, it really do be on Twitch. <laughs> yo, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's deal with the devil rolls on. Pay man and can't f with us. <laughs> Tom Brady, he's that cat, man. All right, so um, let's get into the the the, the playoffs, man. Uh, of course, the semis are going on in the West. The Suns lead the Mavericks three games to two. Um, I I just don't think the Mavericks have enough. Like they're, I think they're actually playing the Suns tougher than they probably were supposed to in the first place. Uh, we'll see how this next game goes and see if they can tie it up and force a game seven. But I just think the Suns are just – I still think the Suns are, are too much for them because when the Suns aren't playing their best, um, which they're not in my opinion, you know, they still find themselves up three games to two, and they got Dallas facing elimination in this. Do y'all think that there's any shot of Dallas winning two games in a row and winning this series? No, not even a little, not even a little bit. 
not even a little bit nah. because as great as great as Luca is, his weakness can easily be exploited by the Suns and is easily exploitable. And the Mavs just don't have it. Like you said, they they they're a good little team, but they don't have enough firepower, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, Luca be out there trying to do too much at times, and you know he he'll get his forty eight and and ten, but it's just not enough for what the Suns got going on over there, man. Um, the Grizzlies trail the Warriors three games to two. John Morant is out for the series, and most likely they said he, he's out for the playoffs. But I'm figuring they said that because they figured, you know, when he was out, it was three games to one, and the playoffs was only going to last another game or two. But um, if for some reason, somehow, they come back and and win this series, then we'll see if they really meant the playoffs or not. But um, they're trying to blame his knee injury on Jordan Poole. Y'all saw the play and what happened. Do y'all really think, like, you know, Jordan Poole's anything that extreme? No, no, it's a bone. It's a bone. It's a bone bruise. Like, do you even think a that play was the cause of it? I know he, you know, no. went to the foul line and was hurting after that. But do y'all think that uh-uh. play? Because it is a bone bruise. Like, what did he pull his kneecap out of place? I, it didn't even yeah, look like it has much nothing, The injury has the injury has nothing to do with the action that Jordan Poole he pulled his leg. A bone bruise come from banging your your bone on something, Paul. Oh. I mean, I, I've had plenty of bone bruises. Why don't you? Um, I don't bruise. I bang my bone on a lot of things. <laughs> but go ahead, I mean, no. It actually probably came from banging knees with clay. Now, the previous play. It was a whole lot surrounding that too, because Steve Nash had a lot to say um, surrounding the play that they thought was dirty from Dylan Brooks talking about they broke the code. So Ja actually tweeted after he got injured that they broke the code, and then he deleted it. Um, but when Steve asked Steve, – Steve Nash – Steve Kerr was asked about it, he refused to comment. Now, do y'all think that that's cool considering he had so much to say about the Dylan Brooks situation? I, not that I'm expecting him to say, oh, yeah, that was, that was dirty on Jordan Poole's play, but – you got to at least acknowledge it. You can go and say, oh, yeah, it, it, there's nothing there. You know, we're sorry that he's hurt or whatever, but Jordan Poole's not that kind of person. But to not acknowledge it at all after you had all of that stuff to say about Dylan Brooks kind of seemed a little hypocritical to me. Y'all got any thoughts yeah. on that? He didn't have enough class. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I school like, on man, Sunday. Like school on a Sunday. <laughs> School on Sunday. I guess, the, I guess the better question is why Memphis be balling like that when the boy ain't there. Yeah, that's the next thing that comes up. They beat, I mean, they beat the brakes off of um, they beat the Warriors shit out of them. <laughs> to bring the series to three two. Like I don't know if they can get that kind of effort to beat this team three times in a row. But why? Any game in the series, how does how does the Warriors lose like that? And is that something they have to worry about moving forward in a potential matchup with the Suns? Because a lot of people are thinking yeah. the Warriors are beating this team because they're just a better team now. But moving forward, when they face a team that might be just as talented as them, is that lackluster play going to come back and bite them in the butt? What do y'all think? 
Yes, absolutely. And they're just, they're little. I think the Suns are bigger, Pauls, and uh, should they make it through this round, it'll be uh, it'll be to the couch with you guys. But to Jimmy's question, why do the Grizzlies play this well without John Morant? Move the ball. Ball doesn't get stuck in any one particular person's hands. But I don't think it does with him either, though. Like, if you watch the way he plays. Like, right. It seems like they're just, know, a, they're, like, they play good like, team ball either way. Yeah, I think it's almost like they feel like uh, they got to um, give more effort on defense or something he ain't there. Like, it's, it's not that the ball stops for him. It's, it's something else. So considering that John Morant was top five, I believe, in MVP voting, like does that take away because it, here we go with the semantics again, most valuable player. Shaq keeps saying, I mean, I just thought most valuable player was just the baddest dude in the league that, that, that season. But that's that hasn't always been true. There's been a lot of people who – weren't on teams that were contenders, like, you know, what, 2005, 2006, Kobe Bryant was definitely the baddest dude in the league, but didn't really come close to winning an MVP. So that has never really been the criteria. If you happen to be the baddest dude in the league and your team was the number one seed, then you'll get it. But it, had, but it took that other criteria to mix in there besides just being the baddest dude in the league. So if we're really talking about value, does that take away from not, – not take away from John Morant as a player. We know he's a great player. But does that take away from him in this race of, quote, unquote, value when his team is so good when he's not there? I think it allows you to make the argument. Right. I mean, it allows you to make the argument, but then you know, I mean, it's, it's so much, it's so much to that. I mean, we can. Uh, what about like when Mike left the Bulls, right? Does it take away his value? I mean, you know, when they were still able to perform at a high level without him. Now, granted, they didn't get over and win a championship, but still. But I don't think it would take away from Mike's value. It's just different circumstances. I know, but we've. I, I don't know, you know, and I'm pulling. This is a poma. This is definitely a poma. And I've seen, stat. and I've seen people we've make that argument by the way. I'm seen. just saying, I don't. We've never seen a team win at this clip when their superstar is out. That, and that's the only thing. Like, you know, Bulls made the playoffs, even advanced in the playoffs. But Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, wait, they, these they dudes went play? Season have, they... <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they haven't missed the whole season and, and, and done that. Like, the Bulls have maintained the whole season. But I don't, I don't actually agree. I'm saying I, I probably would make that argument. But, I mean, but even know, a lot of times back then, it might have been fatigue, or maybe they looked at it that way. Mike wasn't winning MVPs like he should have back then, and maybe they, you know, maybe it was a value argument. I don't know, man. It's just weird to see it, but I don't think they can do it two more times. Do y'all give them any shot at doing it two more times? Not at all. Um, Not I'll even give a little a bit. Slight chance. I'm, I'm going to give them a slight chance. No, 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 I, no I'm not. I think. Oh, I'm about to say, that's big. I think a slight chance is big. Because two more times nah, would mean no, they had to I mean, do it three times in a row. I think yeah, no, I, mean, I think Golden State took their lumps, and they might come out and blow this team out in this next game and get this over with. Because they had to endure a lot from the Memphis fans during that whole thing. They was jamming during a timeout, playing real loud, and everybody was chanting, whoop that trick. After a while, 
Draymond just joined in and started dancing with him. But that's the cockiness. That's the arrogance of the Warriors and the we've been here before mentality. Like, ah, oh, look at these little dudes. They, they kicking our butts, so now everybody's celebrating. So let's go ahead and celebrate with them because they only got one more game, just playoffs. And that's how I read that. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely how I read it. All right, so over to the East. The Heat lead the Sixers three games to two. Last time we spoke, Sixers were down 0-2. Joel and B came back, and the Sixers got two wins at home. Went back on the road, played like trash, and we're not, we're not, you know, we have to include Joel Embiid in that game five trash. Ironically, it was right after the MVP official announcement came down. And B, I know you wanted to say something. I, I assume it has something to do with this. Do y'all think the way he played in game five had anything to do with? The, the official MVP announcement? I mean, because he claims that yeah. no, he all, he all it had no said it. He all but ago. said it did. He all but said it did. That was an egregious response, performance, and demonstration. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say he's beyond redemption. But if if you don't win the MVP, then the emotion that that should elicit along with the response should be Bam out of Bayou gets 60. He gets 60. Give me the ball. I'm putting up 15 every quarter, and I'm going to sit. I'm going to make them quadruple team. Your man went out there listless, woeful, and wanton. Not the suit. I mentioned to y'all earlier on this broadcast about how soft I think my son is, and it, a lot of that has to do with his mentality. Um, kids are, you know, especially the kids that are a little more coddled today. You know, we heard we heard the little speech from Aaron McKee of how, you know, success in one generation kind of makes lazy people in the next generation because they don't really have anything to work for because it was all given to them. And I see that in a lot of these kids today. You know, you know, I coach a bunch of 10 and 11-year-olds, so I'm seeing this every day now. Like when they get mad at stuff, a lot of them check out, my son included. He might be one of the bigger culprits. He'll get he, – he, he's big with – because y'all know he knows the game because of our conversations and stuff we watch. So he's big with the referees and them not calling stuff and this and that. So he'll let that take him out of his game. And when he gets angry, and I say this to him all the time, son, you have to find a way to hone that anger into something positive for yourself. You can't check out and be a loss to your team because you're mad. You have to find a way to take that out on the other team. You got to find a way to play, man. Always got to, you know, Yo, he trying to call young nephew a front runner, man. Hey, nah, Jimmy. He said, he no, no, no. I used that exact yo. word to him and his teammates. A lot of yo. my post game speeches have used the word front runner. Like, yo, we can't yo. be front runners. We can't be out here yo. celebrating and high fiving and doing all of this, you know, putting a little they too small sign when we blowing teams out. Then when we get in a close game that we don't pull out, or just getting a close game period and we're trailing by a few points, everybody's checking out. Nobody has any fighting. Yeah. I've used the word front runner in plenty of these speeches. And I think, you know, it, 
a lot of the players in the league, they're part of this Yo. generation too. I see it, man. No, I'm worried. I'm worried about. I'm worried about mine. First of all, Diamond uh, and Chase might be related. Man. This big, this big dude. I mean, yo, cause you on the cusp of something great, and if it ain't going your way, you walking, you pout like, yo, right. come on, it's frustrating, man. man. It's frustrating. I always thought I had something to prove, like, cause, cause he's aware right now. Like he's aware. He's seen it. He's played. He's He's played in more states than I I did in my whole time playing basketball. He's played up and down the East Coast. He's played in more gyms, more tournaments, against more competition, and he's only 10. He'll be 11 in a few months. But I've already – I've seen too much of these traits that I don't necessarily like you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, man. I th- he's already aware of the fact that most times he plays he plays ball, he's the, the smallest person on the court. He's aware of that. And you'll see, you'll like you'll go to the game, and the people who don't know him be like, yo, Shorty's a dog. He be going in there with the big dudes and that kind of, you know. I think that's the same way I was back then. But then I think – when it comes to the mental approach to it, that's where we separate because I always felt like I had something to prove. You know what I'm saying? Well, He'll do his me, thing. I have, a, I have a whole different perspective on this than you, brothers. And I think that, honestly, that's kudos to both of y'all because what that's showing is they, 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 feel, they feel like, you know, it's a certain level of comfort. They don't have that hunger because they feel like they feel safe. And I know it sounds crazy, but I, I, a lot of dudes that when exactly I came up with that had that dog in them, they didn't feel safe at home. They felt like this. They felt Yo, like this. Yeah, man. No, no, no. So, look, no, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not going to be. Give me what I'm Psychological. No, man. He's going to make some bitches. How you going to cut me off when I'm trying to give you your flowers, though? I appreciate it, man. Keep on me. You don't know what I'm saying, man. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting there trying to give your flowers. You telling me to shut up? Like I'm just trying to listen, but I'm being real though. That, that so that's a different perspective though. Like you know, like they feel safe. They feel like they don't have to be out there like you know on a one ten all the time. Like it, it's fun and it's fun when I'm winning, but it ain't like you know I'd rather be somewhere else. But you know, I, I, that's the way I see it right now. I get it, you know, but I get. I mean, I get y'all perspectives too. But I think there's another side of that. I'm like Cosby Show Bill, and I, I know we shouldn't be referencing Cosby at any point ever again, but whoa, whoa. <laughs> remember that episode where Denise was, uh, was it Denise or Vanessa was rumbling because somebody called her rich, and they were treating her different because they thought she was rich, and then, you know, I had to let them know, like, yeah, I'm rich. rich. <laughs> You're not rich. Like, like I'm, I'm like that with Dave, like, this is the fruit of my hard work, and because I never felt safe. Not that you but that, know, but that's what I'm, I'm not going to so, take so, care so, of mine so, so part of you, as much as I can. But what I'm generations is, behind me, I know it's I know it sounds work, crazy, y'all. but you put I'm just trying to get you to see a side. Like you should take a little pride in that. Like I, and I and I get it. I get what you're saying. It's, it's, it's very Yo. frustrating as a, as a coach. I do, but that's the thing that it comes up with a lot of parents of of the kids on, on his teams. We always say, like, they have it too easy because of us. I mean, like, you know, that's a good thing for our family. But Listen, man, let me tell y'all something, man. It's embarrassing to me. It's embarrassing to me. Man, listen, <laughs> hard work is for suckers, man. 
Because listen, <laughs> I, it's, it's some people that live on, on, on. Listen, no, no, hear me out, bro. Like, there's people that live on. That's when it comes have to money. That's when it comes have amazing to money. You've got to have some pride yeah. when, you, when you're doing something competitive. you got to have some pride. I mean, I, I get it. I and I'm not it. saying he's proud because you know, a lot of people, like, he, like, He's definitely soft. Like, if he falls too hard and somebody foul him too hard and he don't get the call, he got tears in his eyes. One thing I do give him, and somebody had to pull my, my coattails to this perspective, like, yo, you say that. He might be out there with tears in his eyes and he crying and ever, but he keeps getting back up and he keeps going back in there. And I give him his props for that. I give him his props for that. There's sometimes yeah. when he leave checks out listen, man. Leave and alone, you have man. to pull him well, – and I got to waste time talking, Listen, you know, man. giving him a Rocky speech to get him back on his knee. Like, that's He's all. Listen, man. I'm telling you, I'm we telling shouldn't y'all. have to give him the Rocky speech, man. Listen, man, I'm He's telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all brother, man, that's, that's, that's kudos to y'all, man. That means that y'all did what y'all supposed to. Even though y'all want to hear that shit. Even though y'all want to hear that shit. I mean, I understand, because Uncle Phil had to get it out the mud. And Carlton was, you know, what Carlton was. But that's because of how he was raised. I get Carlton it. Smoke, I get Carlton, it. Carlton smoked coke. <laughs> I know. It depends on which Carlton we're talking about. But <laughs> I still had to get it from Yamacraw. And I, I get it, man. Because that, that's the whole point. You want your family to live better. But then if you're going to do stuff that I did, if you're going to take after me, because, yo, dog, at 10, he's way more talented and not even talented, skilled, because I don't know if he's – I think I was a little more athletic. But he's way more skilled than I was at, at, at 10 than I was at 14, 15. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we instilled mm-hmm. that in him earlier. But for some reason, we can instill Yo. the skill, the Yo. knowledge. Yo, we Tim. just can't instill – yeah. the, the heart. Dude, dude. You can't instill the, the dog. dog. You can't put the dog. Because we're not – we're not coming from the same. We all background. play competitive sports <laughs> at varying levels, but let's call it high. I know, but, your but Jim was doing that. You not Jim was doing that in, in Germantown. I was doing that in North Philly. Like, dog has to Listen, come with man. that just because of your surroundings. Jim, if your the dog don't really come in Bowie, Maryland, you know what I mean? Ain't no, the dog don't come in. If your coach see school, you not running and not giving effort, no matter what the reason, What's your coach going to say? What's your pop going to say? You know. No, I get that. I get that. I get that. But but my thing is, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we, we ain't had no suburban house with a garage either, though. Yeah, neither so neither it's, it's a little neither different. Neither Joel and B, So what's his excuse? Even though once he came to America, he got the cushy life. They they took care of him. He got the cushy yeah. He came over for life. He ain't live yeah. like, he ain't, he ain't but, no real right, Going back to that, this is what this conversation started. This is what it's about. Joel and B. He let a lot of people down with his response yeah. to this whole MVP thing. Because mm, at this MVP. point, it's like, okay, if you felt like you got snubbed, and your whole city felt like you got snubbed, and a lot of people out there yeah. felt like you got snubbed, you posted you beat them into bullets. You got snubbed. You went out there and fed into it. Oh, he ain't no MVP. Look how he reacted to it. And then that, and that's Joel, not true. He, he had, he had what we thought was a better a, se- uh, season, but. He's feeding into whatever excuses and justifications they're going to try to make for his behavior afterwards. Oh, look, he didn't, he didn't even react like MVP. He ain't no MVP. It's bull, but you're giving the man ammunition. You know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I ain't bang with that. So he need to come out and get over that, and and Bam got to get that forty to the next two games, or I mean, if he don't get it tonight, it ain't gonna be next two games. So and B got to he he has to buck Celtics. Celtics trail three games to two. Um, lot going on in this series. Um, a lot of flopping going on, but then on the other hand, there's a lot of uh, Udoka, the the coach of the Celtics, said that during Game Three, when he was complaining to the referees about Giannis throwing elbows, Giannis charging into the lane, he said the refs literally said to him, and we don't know if it's true or not. This is between him, the refs, and his God. He said the refs told him, well, if they don't fall down, we aren't going to call it. Now, the reason that I – like, this is something that we always – we notice anyway. It seemed like refs, they fall for the fall down. It don't even have to be a foul. As long as you fall, the whistles are going to blow. So we get that, and I, we know it's like that. But do y'all think the refs really said that to him during the game, knowing it's a million cameras, a million microphones? Do y'all think the refs really said that to dude? Because that's crazy <laughs> if they said it. We yeah, know it's that, like that. That got crazy. <laughs> right, like, that that yo, yeah, that was because you because you never know who's mic'd up. You never know who's mic'd up. So I'm like, we know it's like that. That's no doubt. That's 100. percent But but they really say that, <laughs> or is he just lying because we already know that it's like that? <laughs> is he is he is he doing his? Uh, they called me nigger card. Is he pulling that? <laughs> is hey, he pulling that? Yeah, call me nigger. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny though, because it's definitely like that. We know it's like that, but yo, you oh, can't yeah. be saying that, B. You can't be saying <laughs> that. I think if a ref said that, he was definitely on his his Donahue. Like he didn't care. Like <laughs> that's that's a weird thing. So do y'all think the Celtics, who are down three two, um, after blowing the lead that they blew in the, in the last game, do y'all think there's a way that they'll get two in a row over the former two time MVP? <laughs> And, and and take this series. I, I think. I think. Remember, all this is happening think, without Chris uh, Milton in the fold. So you know, Giannis. I, I think. I think that Giannis has the dog that Joel Embiid does not have. I don't right. even. I think Giannis is cut from a cloth where he won't allow it. Well, he won't I mean, allow Giannis. Giannis, we've seen Giannis the dog it. in his growth and ascension. But if there were still any questions about the dog and Giannis. He put all that to bed last year with that playoff run. So if anybody's still you know, questioning he, the dog and Giannis, they just hate <laughs> And I don't even, you know what I mean? Pretty much. You know, pretty much. Like Giannis, like Giannis went crazy, what, last night? Like, yeah, 40. You can't question the dog and that dude, man. Yo, he had like 40. Hit that, yo, first of all, that three-pointer probably was like one of the biggest shots of his life. Um, Considering he can't. Giannis, no, Giannis, Giannis. <laughs> Jim, you'll 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 appreciate this because he got your man. Uh, he got that HIV magic, man. Like magic yeah, right. couldn't shoot, but when it was crunch time, all of a sudden he couldn't miss. Magic could hit anything in the clutch. Oh, and that's pull out the running, pull out the running hook shots on your. <laughs> yo, he he pull it from somewhere, man. Giannis got no, that. But Giannis, yo, but I think Giannis at this point is already proven to be the greatest halfback in NBA history. Like, I don't think it's close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walter Payton. 
Oh, the NBA. Uh, Yo, I think, I think Jim Brown is kind of like what kind of what what would be in today's game. Just like just basically, he just goes forward, yo. Right. It's funny because like he get the ball and it's like, all right, he's gonna try to cross him. Ain't no crossing. I'm going straight. And he's so yeah, tall. It's, it's, like he moves, get moves anywhere it, in the moves lane. Moves and crossovers is for suckers. Yo, if he gets anywhere he in question, the lane, though. I'm talking eight, ten feet from the basket. If he extends his arm, it's finger dunk. roll. He's, he's, it's either a dunk or just a finger roll where his fingers are literally touching the rim. And this is from midway, you know, to the to the free free throw line. It's crazy. Yo, Giannis play like a Giannis play like a uh, like a young Walt. Not Walt to play. <laughs> uh huh. Just, just go straight. We like, talking about that. Walt mentioned the night. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Earlier, Walt, Walt, Walt played football. He's a, he's Earlier, Walt got compared to um, Bill Russell. B. Austin said Walt. Oh, half that. You <laughs> that? He said he said Walt was Bill Russell. A lot of defense. No, I said Walt was better than Bill Russell. <laughs> yo, you say everybody's better. <laughs> yo. <laughs> hey, yo. Right on Bill Russell. Oh, he did, Jim. We were giving Bob Lanier. No, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, because Jimmy didn't, Jimmy didn't hear. Bob Lanier and Walt. Bob Lanier is not better than Bill Russell, Jimmy. No, no. (laughs) I'm not engaging in this, man. I'm about to say, even if I, I I just, I'm keeping quiet. I think, yo, I think at this point, Bill Russell might be, Bill Russell might be underrated the way you be treating him, yo. (laughs) Oh, he got to be. Bill Russell averaged like 12 points. Yeah, like but twelve. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy just said might be when he just said that he Walt was better than him, and don't nobody <laughs> Yo, listening Walt, know who the hell no, Walt is. Walt was tough though. Walt, <laughs> Walt was tough though. But hold on, he though. said he's better than Bill Russell. Yo. Yeah, yeah. Also, he just short. Yo, if Walt, yo, if Walt was seven, if Walt was seven inches taller, come on, man. Oh, no question. Listen, bro. If you go back and watch the tape and read about the time Bill Russell was like the consummate winner. He didn't care about numbers. If Bill Russell cared about numbers, he probably could have won somewhere average 30, 40, 50. He probably could have like not, not, not been willing to put up better numbers. Jimmy, you, can, Jimmy, you, cannot, care, you no. cannot care about numbers, but you ain't got to average 12 points and be he up here did. talking about no, you're the Jimmy, best center. The boy would get physically sick about losing. i tell y'all this. The boy, the boy if was seven inches taller, losing, like you just said, if he was seven inches taller, I'd be the adult version of my son. I'd have no dog in me because Walt just he'd be taking care of me. <laughs> well, I need a million. No. <laughs> I, need, I need a million. Send yeah, me a million. Like, you'd be like, like Chris Paul, brother. <laughs> Bum ass dev. That's what they call me. All right, let's just uh, do this uh, quote of the week real quick before we take these uh, phone calls and then then the Grizz Nae and then get up out of here. Um, Want to find players for saying stuff to the fans, but the fans can put their hands on our families. F that. And that quote comes from Chris Paul after game four in Dallas when a fan was ejected from the arena for touching his mom and allegedly pushing his sister or something like that. Um, this was Chris Paul's tweet after all of that. It, which was, in a, my it opinion, was a young hatcher, too. tweet was kind of gaslighting people because the dude got kicked out so it's not like you get fined for saying something to the fans and then they allow people to put hands on the family it's not like they're like it's not like he gripped your people up and then sat there and watched the rest of the game like he got ejected from the arena as chris paul was threatening him threatened seeing him later i don't know how he was gonna see the dude later but i don't know how he was gonna find him but what did y'all think about this situation because 
you know, we found out that the situation was the kid or whoever was doing it. I don't know if it was the right person that got kicked out because from his standpoint, they said that he brought somebody in and brought them down to those seats and that person was doing it. I don't know what the real story, who the real culprit was, but Chris Paul's mom told Kenny Smith that the person kept tapping her on the shoulder and saying, happy Mother's Day. But, it, you know, he was doing it in a sarcastic way because Chris was stinking it up. The Mavericks were winning the game. So I guess any time the Mavs did something good, he would tap her on the shoulder and say, happy Mother's Day. And she asked him to stop doing it. What do y'all think about that situation? Yo. Is it overblown? Well, first of all, stop bringing people down. Like, yo, nothing, nothing good comes when you bring people down, yo. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they can't afford can't to sit down. there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what I'm saying? You got to be responsible for that. So. <laughs> but, yo, people just got to keep their hands to themselves because even if it was exaggerated, like, you can't be – I saw the, the footage of him, like, poking the boy's mom, like, trying to talk trash to her. Like, yo, keep your hands to yourself, B. Yo, if you right, touch, right. listen, this if you this touch my mom. This ain't one of your homies in the basement um, and you tapping him because your team is beating his team. Like, this is dude's mom, cuz. Yo, so, if you touch my mom, we rolling, we rolling on you. And by we, I mean y'all ninjas too. We rolling. And we deal with the consequences. Yeah. You touch my mom. You touch Because you're doing it because you know mama who she is. It's not like <laughs> you're just doing it to – because I've been, I've been in these situations. I've, me and Mike have been at Eagles games in enemy territory where the other team will score or something, and, and dudes will tap us on the shoulder like, ah, your boys ain't it. You know, that kind of stuff. But that's all in fun, you know what I'm saying, most of the time. Some of them dudes are dead serious, wanted to rumble us. I don't know why. But that's all in fun. You're doing this because you know that's his mom. You don't touch his mom. Of course, when the story came out, put hands on Chris Paul's family, made it sound like they got gripped up, shoved, punched, pushed. Okay, even though it wasn't that, it is mad disrespectful for you to be touching his mother in any way just to talk trash. If you're going to talk trash, talk trash. Just don't let it go overboard. Let it be between the teams. But stop touching her, yo. Like, I'm – I condone violence. Just because you're tapping his mom on the shoulder, I condone violence. Somebody should have kicked his ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that to nobody's mom. I got another. Quick, I got. I got another. I got another quick quote for y'all. Quote of the week. It's from uh, mm-hmm. Weezy F Baby. He wrote on Twitter. Luca, Luca, huh? Yo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he said it. What he meant. What Luca did to him. But Lil Wayne. I don't know. He got some. He don't like Luca for whatever reason. He must have had big money. I guess on he has some money. He must have some money on Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big money on that game. Because yeah. what Luca do to Weezy? All right, man. So before we talk about what happened while y'all were on the grind, man, let's go to the to the phone lines. Uh, this number looks familiar. I'm not sure, but we didn't screen calls today. But I think this might be the homie Court calling in. Court, is that you? Yeah, what's up? Can you hear me? Oh, what's going on, good brother? We got the homie Court. What, what up, though? The shy in the building. What's going on, man? How are you? What up, though? Man, it's, it's, so, it's so much that we have to touch on. You guys went through, you know, every topic I would speak about, so I kind of lost myself. But on a serious note, I just, man, I've been rocking with you brothers, man. I'm glad y'all still hold y'all show down, man. I hope, I hope y'all really get what y'all need to get out this sports thing because y'all been grinding like 
Y'all able to keep my attention for hours, for years. Like, literally, I mean that, too. So and we, I want y'all to get y'all You know what, good brother? We have, because that's it right there. You know what I'm saying? When we first got in this a long time ago, I, I ain't going to front. I thought we were going to be rich off of it. But what we did do, we made a mark. You know what I'm saying? There's people all over the country that know us. There's people that everybody's watching on TV, all, you know, every day that know us. We made a mark. Them dudes be on there stealing slang, uh, taking Jimmy's stuff the, the day after we talked to him. The mark was made, and we appreciate all the support, man, of you and everybody who supported us this long, man. So we definitely got out of it what we wanted to get out of it. For so now uh, I did have a couple of bars, but most definitely the blueprint. He already know the way he patrolled the youngest. I, I, I had to take it back, man, because. When he hit those 17 free throws in the finals, even a biggest troll like me, I had to I had to just get to him, man, because that was a lot of pressure, man. And that young man stepped up there, hit them free throws, and he definitely showed me something, man. So, uh, hey, I'm on, I'm on board with Giannis, man. And that's exactly what we were saying. Listen, like, anybody was questioning his dog, like, after, after last year, like, it's hard to question that anymore with him. I mean, the dude, the dude took a 50 piece and then went and got some uh, chicken minis. So after you get the 50 piece and get some chicken minis, then. We ain't got some of guys' chicken. Yeah. But now, shout out to him. Hey, do you think the Celtics, Court, you think the Celtics have got any shot of winning two in a row and getting out of this series? Nah, man. Giannis, man. Giannis, that dude, man, I got to get to him. Like, now, y'all know when we, back when I was posting on the page, we used to have fun with the Jason Tatum and all that. Now, basically, I ain't going to retract what I was saying totally. I'm, I was just saying I like Jason Tatum's offensive game, his package, his skill. You know what I mean? Oh, like his off the dribble, he's, he's his moves. Like, he, he's definitely a dog. Yeah. The only no, only yeah. knock that I can still have against Jason Tatum is just that his decision making sometimes is a little questionable. But that comes from the dog, though. Sometimes that dog in you makes you say, "I could do this by myself." And the decisions get a little questionable, Yo, but you can't question the dog and that cat either. He's nice. Yeah, no one, no one, no one, uh, no one ever um, slandered Jason Tatum. We always said he was nice. It was just you, you was pooping on Giannis to pump the ball. Like it's not even close. Giannis ain't on. You know, you know what you was doing. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's all gravy. Know what you was doing, Court? <laughs> what, what up, B? That's what Court do. Though. What, uh, you get, that's how you get conversation. I get it. I, I've learned a long time ago. <laughs> you gotta. You know, yeah, but like I said, just touching on that. Like one thing I can say about when I was trolling the page, like whenever you guys chimed in, especially when you there, you would you would actually debate what I was saying, and you would sometimes you would defeat it, and sometimes you would attempt to defeat it, but you kept it along the lines of what it was, even though you know it was trolling, but you kept it along the lines of that. Now the thing is, when dudes <laughs> like when they make it get, get personal to him, that you think I'm gonna stop because you're taking it offensive? <laughs> That's gonna make me go more. <laughs> Tres Vance. Tres Vance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you, man. But but how you been, man? Well, one, more, one, one, one more thing though. Uh, okay, uh, I ain't gonna hold you guys so up. Uh, what I was gonna say, but one thing I'm appreciating about boxing with the uh, Errol Spence and the Crawford. Like, it don't seem like they're going to make us wait the way Mayweather made us wait. It seems like they want to make the fights when, when, when we want to see the fight. What y'all think about wait. that? I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see that fight, man. I really can't. Um, no, I, I agree with that. Um, 
always had, you know, that was a little bit of a beef that I had with Mayweather, you know, the way he picked and, and choose when to fight cats either earlier in their career when they're getting a little overhyped or kind of too late. But the props that I can give Mayweather, that whether it was too early for the dude or if it was too late for somebody else, we had to consider Mayweather's age and all of that too. He was still kicking everybody's ass, young and old. So that's the props that I got to give dude for that. I would, you know, I definitely would rather see some of those fights when both fighters were closer to their prime. But <laughs> I guess Mayweather was like, "Hey, it ain't my fault that you fell off and I didn't." <laughs> We're going to make this fight, get this money, and I'm going to beat the hell out of you. But, no, I definitely would have liked to see a lot of it earlier in his career. So I can't wait to see this fight with these two dudes. The face of the NBA, I was, uh, I'm was i on other sports pages, and I was just basically asking, who's going to be the face of the NBA moving forward? And, uh, like, I think they're trying to – they're not trying to have it so singular – they trying to, yeah. you know, have it to where it's multiple people that's the face. Like, you know, our era, it'll just be like Bird, Magic, MJ, right. then Kobe. Then they're trying to make it to Brian. So I say moving forward, it's just going to be multiple people representing the league. What y'all think about that? I agree with that. And I think that the two dudes that we're talking about is going to be two of them at least, uh, Giannis and, um, and uh, uh, Tatum. They're definitely gonna be in that mix. Yo, I got, I got, a, I got a, I got a conspiracy theory though. I don't even like, think the two-time the MVP is gonna be in there. He, they're not gonna put dude in there. He, I can't even speak that way. Well, well, first off, the MVP they about to, they about to let, they about to let Luca and uh, and uh, Big just go back and forth with it. But I got a conspiracy theory that the NBA, because the NBA wants to be a global game, um, that the next, the next guy, because it's always gonna be somebody that's the guy, the next guy. Is probably gonna be Giannis or another foreign player or Luca. Like they're gonna want someone non-American. Because you got your global, but you still got your that complexion that you're talking about, Jens, with Luca. Yeah, so they they're gonna want someone to, that, that's a non-American to be the face of the league. So that's just my perspective, man. And you know, it is they what got it is. They got then. They got Luca, even though he's slow as hell. I don't, I don't know how Luca does the things that he does, man. Like he's yeah, really the most crafty player ever, yo. Actually, him and Joker are really crapping in the yeah, face. Say, of Joker too. The, right, they crapping in the face of, you know, the athleticism that we always felt you needed to dominate this game. They like what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, we've seen it before with Larry Bird, but we talk about Bird. Bird was still more athletic than these dudes. <laughs> Bird was more athletic than these dudes. And 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 to, for Larry Bird to be more athletic than you, that's that's a shame as far as your athleticism is concerned. But the fact that you can still dominate the game like that, it's incredible, man. But Court, man, you know we appreciate hearing your voice, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, man. Man, keep doing y'all thing, man. Like I said, man, y'all y'all, I've been rocking with y'all for ten plus years, and that's real talk, man. Keep doing y'all thing, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate All right. All right, let's go. Let's take one more, man, because the Sixers game about to come on. I know I get hungry around this time. We got the homie Tobias calling in from Arizona. What up? Roll damn tide. Roll tide. All I got to say is 
ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We read the last testament of the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Uh, you know Jay Harden ain't showing up, right? Misery you know, loves company. <laughs> we about, to, we got, we about hey. to go to Chicago and sit on the couch and watch the finals with them. Hey, Cancun <laughs> is very nice already. I'm letting you know that. But uh, <laughs> but apparently yeah, Joe hey, told... already sent his family down there last game because he seems yeah. like he can't wait to get on the plane. <laughs> hey, I know one thing, right? Uh, Luca finna break the record, and Larry Bird, he gonna win four straight MVPs. They gonna make him the face. <laughs> now, hey. I'm telling you, if Joel Embiid, if Joel Embiid can have in the next three years one more season where he doesn't miss a bunch of games for injury, they gonna throw him one. They gotta throw him yeah. one at least. Because so he might break hate, this up. Like, Luca might get the next two. Did Joel get one? Did Luca get another two? <laughs> yeah, cause I, I used to hate the whole like narrative, and it's like both Joker and MB had like the same thing. MB didn't have Ben Simmons. He played for the worst coach, you know, and he got a fat guy who's washed up on his team now. Um, See, but that's you that's know the it, thing that's subjective because they look at it differently. They yeah, think Doc Rivers yeah. is great, and I'm like, y'all ain't <laughs> watching games. Y'all ain't watching games because I think I'm with you. I think Joel had to overcome a lot of bad coaching hey. like, to get this done. But Dude been living off a championship he won when Barack Obama had black hair. <laughs> you know? And uh and he underachieved in Boston, underachieved with the Clippers. He did no better than Vinny Del Negro and underachieved in Philly. So uh you know you know and who I else is a culprit in this? You know who else is a culprit that? in this narrative? Tobias Harris's contract. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah. Now, you, now you saying, well, he had another max player, but he really didn't. Yeah, he he had a max salary player, but he doesn't have a max level player. It's a difference. He is a yep. And, um, it then like you watch these playoffs. Right. The one he, thing I like he's already he up five nothing. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm liking like they ha- he gets to rivalries now, like the Grizzlies and the Warriors going at it. Uh, Suns, Mavs, um, and then like in the East, also with Milwaukee, Boston, and uh, and out here they hate Luca because I always, you know, I always say it was for NBA action is fantastic. Hey guys, y'all know what for NBA action is fantastic. The NBA action, if you fall, you get the call. Uh, that's all these dudes like you put the report. All these dudes do are falling now, and they get the seven, call every seven, time. Seven nothing heat. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's bad for the Sixers but, um, that Kyle Lowry is out because Gabe Vincent better than Kyle Lowry right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm the Sixers, I'm firing Daryl Morey too, so he won't even give James Harden. The next guy won't give James Harden a contract. But, so you um, pretty much, you pretty much firing you, you, you minority reporting him. You're gonna fire him like pre-crime for something he might yeah, do. Yeah, he ain't about to offer this fat slob <laughs> a contract. I'm sorry, he ain't gonna let him do it. He gonna fire him before. I'm oh, sorry. Because if we don't fire, him, maybe maybe he'll trade Harden for Zach Levine. Now, nah, hey, the yeah, Bulls have known the dumb, dumb trades over here. Uh, what kind of bread does Harden do next year? He gonna opt in for that forty-seven million, million, but he like four years, two fifty, something 40, like that. Forty-seven million. He gonna average like sixteen points a game for forty-seven for forty-seven million, million points for forty-seven million dollars, hey. right? He, right. You know, he yo, that's a lot of chicken, yo. <laughs> hey, you look like you've been eating a lot of it, too. But, uh, right. 
Six is tied it hey, up. Hey, but I'll say this, though. Here we go. Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, the one thing about, like, y'all already played like Giannis. Giannis worked his butt off. He had he, he got his game every year, worked on his body, worked on his game. And, um, and, and reaping rewards, but he also went to the right market where they could be patient and wait for him to develop and uh, and develop and him. Jimmy, Even Millicent, they develop Millicent. One, one, one of them flyover markets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I say this also. Uh, I hear these hot take guys bringing up that thing Jimmy even said it, Trey LeBron, and all these people getting butt hurt over it. And I'm thinking to myself, why shouldn't they consider Trey LeBron? You, you actually get the most out of him. You already got a title out of the guy. And, uh, you know, and I'm thinking, why trade not him consider and, Trade him and line up your next title. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because people talk like they're not building around Westbrook. They know because of the NBA trade rules, they will have to take on bad contracts that got more years on them than that one year of rust. And so I just think that people act like you can't trade anybody. That a lot of these guys got traded, great players. Shaq got traded. LeBron left everywhere. And so if he wants to – he let him pick his team, let's say a Philly or somebody like that. Uh, you know, oh, come on, I, I, I just think people just get too much of their feelings and thinking, well, if LeBron wants to win another title, he may have to get traded somewhere. Because it ain't happening there because they gutted their whole – all the, like their roster – and their uh, draft picks for featured titles. And, and I don't blame them for trading for AD because you got that on the table. You go get him, and they got a title from it. But if LeBron Danny, wants more, he may have to go elsewhere. Danny Green is writhing in pain, and the, it was, the injury was caused by Embiid, fell on his knee. He done. Oh, And, and I, think that's a loss, I actually think Danny Green was a big reason that they lost to the Hawks last year, his absence. I, I I would miss Danny Green. I mean, he's hot and cold, but <laughs> sometimes he's your only it, it, only it, chance of points from the perimeter. He is B also still on. Yeah, he yeah. is. Hey, B also. Okay, yeah. got a question for you. B also like this one. Brady got that new deal, right? Anyone notice mm-hmm. Tom Brady ain't take less money? Even though he talks all these players into taking less money to help him win. <laughs> Anybody notice that? <laughs> <laughs> Tom ain't never taken less money. That's, that's what never hey, took less money in his life. Hey, <laughs> don't let a narrative, uh, don't let facts get in the way of a hot take that people want to believe. Uh, but that's why I was joking around. You better be glad the Dolphins better be glad that he didn't go there because he's talking all these players out of their money like he did with Tampa. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, hey, but I know you guys got to go 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 watch this funeral right quick. But, hey, don't worry. And, uh, and, and, fellas, now, if Zach Levine, part of me saying because who else you going to get, but part of me also says that, hey, damn, are you going to pay him $212 million? <laughs> you know, uh, it's a tough decision, you know, with the NBA because you, you don't have that many guys that could drop 25. But at the same time, you're like, damn, do you want to pay that $212 million? You're kind of stuck. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, like I said, hey, you can always trade. You can always trade Zach for Harden. I mean, call me. No, nah, I'll, 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 I'll set you up with um with Darren Moore. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but right, you guys man. have a good one. And remember, Alabama football does everything above board. You guys have a good one. <laughs> Clean program. Uh, <laughs> all right, bro. Yo, 
Skyview said um, in the chat, he said, man, Jokic is not this year's MVP. You got to be special to win two years in a row. Giannis proved that if anyone should have been considered besides Embiid, it's him. I know y'all probably covered that, but Neil left me hanging today. And then when we were talking about global, he was like, Embiid is global. But Skyview, Embiid is dark skinned. That ain't the kind of global that they Yo, I also, I also, I they want also the Luka heard global. a narrative, like, y'all know, y'all know I hate the term narrative now, but I heard a narrative that um, I've heard a lot of folks, like NBA folks say this, that people don't like the process, right? And they're going to, like, kind of hold they're that against Yeah, they're going to hold it that. against, yeah, they're going to, they're going to hold it against Joel on the Sixers because they don't want to see them prosper in any way because they feel like that's validating, like, right. you know, losing on purpose, basically. And plus, uh, something somebody added to that was like no player embraced the process more than Joel Embiid. He damn, he calls himself the yeah. process. Yo, he didn't He's hurt, the face of it. Yeah, kill, he calls himself the process. He didn't call. He didn't kill Danny's knee or ankle or something. His whole leg might be destroyed Yo. the way Joel fell on. Yo, they're Danny carrying him to the locker room. He's not even like linked They're carrying him to the locker room. Let me put this on this, this galaxy pole. You know what I'm saying? You need hey. I, I would give Isaiah Joe a chance. See if he can shoot in the playoffs. I would give him a chance. <laughs> they need to let him play because Man, what you, got to you know, what you got to, yeah, you got to as much as I like, uh, as much as I like um, Thibel, he's not gonna help us offensively. I would give Isaiah Joe some minutes, man. Nothing we can do about you know, it. Now. Part of me feel like if the, if if the Heat win this series, part of me feel like it's their fault because you've been crapping on them all year. <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. They gonna come back like, who's you saying? Yeah. Yeah. I still feel the same way about him. I mean, think about it. I crap on us too, so I, I don't expect <laughs> us to be teams that I don't even think is like that. So. Hey, what happened, Jim? This yeah, week gonna be where everybody was on the ground, so we can go watch this game. Yo, they're gonna be holding Larry O'Brien up. They're still gonna be hating on him. I'm like, yo, they're not you know that saying? good. Anyway, <laughs> like, I'm like, the Heat overrated. Why you were on? Yo, why you are on the Grizz Naive is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. So you and your business need a custom website. We'll stop playing your life away and call Digital Extreme Tech, 267-205-4203, or go to digitalextremetech.com and go, yeah. But anyway. Only fans page is not a website. <laughs> no, it definitely ain't. You know what I'm saying? You know, what up with a free subscription? Let us see it first, and then we can determine whether you need a website or not. You know what I'm right. saying? Hit up Warroom Sports, info at Warroom Sports, and let us see your only fans so we can determine whether you need to get your custom website. Anyway, um, listen, um, Draymond Green and his wife Hazel are donating – I know why Dad put this story in here. They're donating 100 k to launch a fund in honor of slain former NBA player Adrian Payne. Rest in power to Adrian Payne who was murdered. But, Definitely, um, I man. I think Dad just want to talk about a young lady before we, Hazel. Before we talk about Adrian Payne briefly, like who grandma did, did – um, Draymond Mary. Seriously. Who we know our age name, Hazel, name? besides the chick from Love and Hip Hop. Yo, listen, man. <laughs> listen, man. Some of these, yo, names going cycles, man. A lot of the baddies now got, like, you know, older names. You know what I'm saying? They Eula. can name, like, Ella and Jill. Eula. Eula. Eula, man. Eula. Listen, they come back. Listen, I'm telling you, a lot, of the, a, lot of the, a lot of the baddies with BBLs got these names, bro. I do know, um, I don't know. I know somebody younger than us named Esther. So, yeah, it's happening. See? <laughs> See it's, it's, named. Everything going cycles, bro. That's because they're naming people after all their the grandma. From, Hazel. Yo, all the John from, from Devin TikTok feed. See, be off the yeah, you, you don't realize right. that. 
But, uh, um, anyway, yo, uh, rest in power yeah. to Adrian Payne. Yo, crazy. Uh, he's a former Michigan State uh, <laughs> player as well. So uh, we know why Draymond got his back like that. He was drafted into the NBA, but he was killed this past week for trying to intervene in a domestic dispute. His girlfriend's mm. friend called them over there to help her out, and this man ends up losing his life. This is why, like, you hear women these days talk a lot of stuff like, oh, men punks these days, man. They see somebody getting, you know, hemmed up, and they see this and that going on in public, and they just walk by. Like, you do want to be chivalrous in that manner, but you also know that, yo, people don't put value on life these days, and you can lose your life trying to help somebody that you don't even know. And this is kind of, you know, what happened to to my man, man. Rest in peace. You know, went out trying to be a good brother. This is the same dude when he was playing in college. He he was, um, I think he had like a -a make-a-wish kid that he would take around and and all that kind of stuff. The the girl ended up dying of cancer at some point, but he's a good dude, man. He's just a good dude. dude. Yeah. Rest in power to him. Yo, B. Hey, B. Austin, real quick, B. Austin, you remember your uh, your Tumblr, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yo, Allegedly. That's that picture. Allegedly, that's that picture. Anyway, um, Ma, real quick, though. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know how, prosecutors, man. I just know I'm a freak. Yo, <laughs> the outgoes is how. Okay, Yo, um, prosecutors will not charge Mike Tyson in this airplane incident. So, you know what I'm saying? Mike Tyson is free. You know I mean? They unlike, felt dude was unlike, drawing uh, too much, so Mike had a right to beat the shit out of him. Shout out to Mike. Unlike Young Thug, because Young Thug was trying to buy NBC. Anyway, um, <laughs> Naomi Osaka. Cosbars. Cosbars. Naomi Osaka leaves IMG to launch her own sports agency. So she says, yo, I'm going to rep myself. I'm going to bet on myself. FOH to them. So what do you think about Naomi Osaka? I mean, when you be quitting yo. all the time. It's best to rep yourself. Nobody else got to take that heat for you. Yeah. I mean, not like yeah. that. She has, she has mental issues. But if they take on other clients, though, like, are they going to be there for them when times get tough? Or they gonna, or they going to quit on them? Ray Romano is going to play Jim Valvano in a biopic. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Ray Romano. Yo, I ain't seen Ray Romano. Is he that old now? I ain't seen him since everybody loves Ray. Um, He's going to rock the George Jefferson. Shout out to the, to, the, to the look. Shout out to the look because he looks the part. He looks like Jim Valvano. But, um, Jim, you thinking about the other bull. You thinking about Diaper Who? Dandy. Remember Jim Valvano oh, no, 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 died of cancer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy V. Okay, Jimmy yeah. V Foundation so, boy. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Ray Romano, yeah, he does no, kind of look like boy. I don't know what his acting game yeah, is. Yeah, no, like it's funny. Days. No, it's funny. I'm looking at him now next to each other. So I, I could see okay. that. I'm looking at him next to each other. No, because you said George Jefferson. I thought you was talking about the boy. Um, no, I was thinking. Hey, when I first said that, when you first said it, I was thinking of uh, I was thinking not him. I was thinking of the boy that coach um. Nova, what was his name? Um, oh, Nova. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That bull. <laughs> the one that played Georgetown and all that, the one they won the chip. Um, Massimino, Roley. Yeah, yeah, Roley. Yeah, you definitely would have needed anyway, a, a George yeah. Jefferson. You needed a Jefferson Cleaners. Yeah, but 
but Jimmy Valvano, he definitely does resemble him. That's actually wow, a pretty good catch. Wow, they caught a foul on that? Hey, John. Hey, John. What's your name? Yo, anyway, he man. So, uh, he must have fell. He must have fell down. This past week. Yo, got a fall to get a call. That's what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nye. Yo, real quick, tell us what happened in Dayton Sports History so we can get to this game. Yes, sir. It is Dayton Sports History brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Smart people only read the sports written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you get your copy at warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com. This Dayton Sports History, May 11th, 1970. Not much. Just a little black history for you. Major League Baseball Hall of Famer shortstop Ernie Banks hits his 500th home run. So shout out to Ernie Banks. Shout out to black people everywhere. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. And shout out to this moment for its history. Let's get up out of here, man. Word making me mad right yes, now. Sir. They I'm already make, up six. I'm going to make this brief, baby brief. Go to warroomsports.com to find out any and all information about our platform. Including the whereabouts of your girlfriend. My bad. Good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. OnlyFans chicks, all of our social media contacts is there if you want us to check. Just so, just so we can let Digital Extreme Technology know, by the way. Um, you know, just to make sure you hit us up there. Also, pick up uh, my book, Sports the Book. You can go right to warroomsports.com and do that. Where you, you know, check out everything else. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We shall see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.